thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Full Count Chaos, getting excited, getting the juices flowing because we got to watch last week the Orioles on television. Orgasmic. Getting to watch Corbin Burns go out, two strikeouts in one inning. Adley Rushman hitting a bomb home run. Then he's throwing out base runners. Holiday tagging the runners, letting the ball come to his glove and giving a fantastic tag. And right there, you're thinking, World Series, here we come. Getting excited, calling my grandma. She's a huge Orioles fan. Oh, hi, Nathan. No, no time to talk, grandma. I just want to let you know, turn on Masson. The Orioles are playing. She was so thankful. She didn't know the Orioles were on. But we're watching this team. Ten minutes, the Orioles are playing. I'm going, hell yeah, best team in baseball. Look at these guys go. We had Adley Rushman's tearing it up. Uh, 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 Jackson Holiday. How can I forget his name there for a second? Uh, we're going to be talking about him, Kobe Mayo. Uh, hell, let's talk about Bradfield. Why not? We're, we're just going to get into a lot of fun shit. Uh, emails, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Uh, it was great hearing from everybody. Like I said, I missed you guys. I, uh, I, need, I needed the bird land back in my veins. I mean, there's a lot of great shit to look forward to this season. I mean, hell, look, 2029, obviously not talking about this season, but if you heard... The Orioles, Oriole Park at Camden Yards might be hosting the All-Star Game in 2029. According to a recent report from MLB insider Bob Nightingale, the Orioles are the favorites to host the 2029 event. Now, my wife was there in 93, home run derby. She got to see Ken Griffey hit the wall. So uh, the warehouse, I mean, so, you know, she's got a lot of fun stories about that. Are you going to do anything you can to get your ass in the seat at Camden Yards if there's an all-star game here in 2029? Hell yeah! So there's a lot of excitement in the air in Birdland. This is fun. And of course, if you're like me, you're overreacting. You watch the Orioles for one week and you're like, yep, got to save that money. Got to save that playoff money, baby. (laughs) This is a damn good team. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I'm going to get some emails here, then chat about a couple players that are on my mind. Would love to hear from you guys who's on your mind. You know, Bradfield, Jackson Holiday, Kobe Mayo. That guy's tearing it up. Five for eight with three doubles, two RBIs, two runs scored this spring. Cole Irvin, his velocity went up. What's going on with that? The guy has an idea that he's probably going to be in the rotation, so he, he better get his shit together. <laughs> Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Head over to X. Hit me up at fullcountchaos. Fullcountchaos.com. You can find ways to subscribe, find other uh, uh, prior episodes. If you're like, you know what? I want to catch up in the last few years of the podcast. Go for it. Oh, man. Anything on your mind? I want to know what you guys have been up to. How excited are you? Because you got to be excited with this team. I mean, come on. All right, let's start with this uh, email from a gentleman by the name of Robbie. He's from Pikesville. 
He says, hey there, Mr. Chaos. Glad to hear your voice and humor again. It's definitely been a roller coaster of emotions being a Baltimore sports fan these past few weeks. The Ravens loss, the happy news, Angelo selling the team, then the Orioles picking up Corbin Burns. Now we hear about Bradish injury and John Means not starting the season. That same day the Ravens lost, my aunt had a get-together for her birthday that evening, and I pretended to be sick because I was so depressed from the Ravens' loss. I'm pretty sure she was having that party thinking the Ravens were going to win that game and it would be a two-for-one party. Uh, yeah, Robbie, I, I think a lot of people uh, <laughs> had like a, a playoff Super Bowl party. Uh, Ravens are going to the Super Bowl kind of party convinced they were going to beat the Chiefs. So that's probably what your aunt was doing. But anyway, uh, Robbie continues. He says, I sent her a nice gift and, and called her the next day. She told me about five out of the 15 people didn't show up, probably due to the Ravens losing. Uh, she still had fun, though. He says, I think the player I'm looking forward to the most is Gunnar Henderson. He has a chance to hit 40 home runs at above 275 average. He's also going to put on a show with his glove. I'm excited about Holiday, but Henderson should be such an exciting player. Can't wait for the season to start. He says, by the way, what's your thoughts on all these Orioles podcasts starting up now, uh, now that the Orioles are good? Are those bandwagon podcasts? Appreciate the email, Robbie. Uh, yeah, he wants to see Gunnar Henderson. Why not? The guy's just getting bigger, better, stronger, smarter. I mean, the guy is just going to be a hell of a ball player. So, fuck yeah, he's going to be exciting to watch. Yeah, 40 home runs? Why not? The guy's a fucking beast, and we're just going to keep watching him put on a show. Bigger, faster, stronger, smarter. Hell yeah. Robbie's looking forward to Gunnar Henderson. And I think everyone, when that conversation starts, it's always, well, besides Jackson Holiday. <laughs> I think he's number one on the list that everyone is excited to see this season. Uh, pertaining to your aunt, yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, you know, people are bailing out. Kind of ashamed of you, Robbie, for not going to see your aunt on her birthday when she invited you. But, hey, he says, look, he was honest. I'm depressed. The Ravens lost. A lot of people are depressed, including me. But thank God that week, like we discussed last week, all the good news that came up pertaining to the Orioles, so kind of washed away the depression. But at least you called your aunt. At least you just didn't do like a no-show. So you're not that much of a dirtbag. You're okay. Still my book. Uh, asking about these podcasts starting up, and I have seen that. A lot of podcasts, Orioles podcasts starting up. I do not consider them bandwagon podcasts. Okay, I've talked about my pet peeve with bandwagon fans of people who didn't even want to talk about the Orioles, never went to the games during the rebuild, never wore Orioles gear, never even wanted to talk about them. And now these are people I know. They go to the games all the time. Oh, they post photos on social media. I love the Orioles. Yeah, that shit bothers me. But podcasts, fuck it. I mean, these are fans that want to talk about the Orioles. Why not? We're all in this together. And there are a lot of people who, you know, fans of the Orioles, but they probably just didn't want to talk about the Orioles when they were blowing chunks, when they were constantly shit in the bed. Now, me, I'm okay. Negative Nate came out, and I had fun with the rebuild. <laughs> These fucking losers. What's going on with them? But anyway, that didn't bother me. If you want to start a podcast, go for it. If you feel you want to talk about the Orioles or whatever, and you feel you're going to entertain and get listeners, fuck it. Go for it. My only advice to you, if you're tuned in right now and you want to start a podcast, here's my advice. Give it about a year on whether or not you feel that, uh, you know, you're going to start grading yourself on downloads and people tuning in. Give it a year because those first couple months, those downloads are bullshit. 
Those are bullshit downloads. The reason why is your aunt, your uncle, your neighbor, your coworker, your friend, your parents, whoever. Oh, you're starting a podcast? Let me tune in. Oh, those are phony baloney downloads. Those are the first like honeymoon couple months of your friends and family tuning in. Give it about a year. At that point, if you're bringing in the numbers and you start doing well and then a network picks you up, hell, just keep going. But no, I don't think those are bandwagon podcasts. I just think those are fans who, okay, look, let's, you don't have to talk depressing Orioles baseball. <laughs> They're good now. So I don't put them in that category of uh, bandwagon podcasts. All right, Robbie, appreciate the email. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. Oh, and to piggyback off of uh, starting a podcast advice, also those those bullshit articles of follow these steps and you'll get a million downloads in a week. Oh, for fuck's sake. That's all bullshit. If you're starting a podcast, the only thing that's going to get the, the listeners coming in, word of mouth. If you have a good podcast, word of mouth. That's it. All those jackass bullshit articles. Follow these 10 steps and you should have 50 million downloads in a month. That's why a lot of people stop doing podcasts because they read those articles and they're like, how come I don't have a million downloads? Ah, get the fuck out of here. If you're going to start a podcast, go for it. All right, Robbie, appreciate the email. Uh, who's this coming in here? Uh, sorry, barely one second. Uh, there it is. Jamie. Jamie, appreciate the email. Uh, Jamie says, what's up, Nate? Always enjoy your podcast episodes. You're just there having fun talking baseball, and we're just here having fun listening. Appreciate that, Jamie. Jamie says, it was awesome being able to watch the Orioles play on Mass on Saturday, seeing Burns have two Ks and Adley hitting bombs. That was a fun game to watch. So excited about this season. It's been a very long time since I've been at this level of excitement for a season to start. Every season I get very excited, but this season just gives me chills. Can't wait for opening day. Uh, Jamie says, I'm sorry to see the Ravens blow that game against the Chiefs. I know you love watching the Ravens. I'm not a big football fan, but I went to a Ravens party at my cousin's house that night, and that was a depressing way to end the weekend. Though I quickly learned not to say, well, at least baseball season is coming up minutes after the game ended. (laughs) Jamie says, everyone looked at me like they wanted to each take turns punching me in the face. Look, just because I'm not a football fan, I know how bad that loss must have stung. My friends and family were depressed all week. A lot of them calmed down after the news about selling the team and picking up Corbin Burns. By the way, speaking of pitchers, what do you think about Trevor Bauer? Anyway, go O's, love the podcast. Appreciate that. Jamie, yeah, Trevor Bauer uh, has been a name jumping around Birdland for a while. I'll get to that here in just a second. But um, again, Jamie, appreciate the uh, sympathy towards Ravens. Yeah, I, I, I probably would have been one of those who gave you that look. You know, well, hey, you know, the Orioles are, are coming up here because when you're, you're knees deep, waist deep in, in Ravens, just thinking they're going to the Super Bowl and then they blow it. Look, about an hour later, I was excited that baseball season was starting. I was already texting stuff out about Orioles and stuff like that. But at that exact moment, well, he's baseball season, you know. Baseball, baseball, baseball. But hey, uh, speaking of Bauer, um, look, this all started because Trevor Bauer responded to an Orioles fan on Twitter. Uh, I, I think a, a fan reached out and said, hey, what about playing on the Orioles? And he was just being polite. And this is what he said. He goes, I think it makes a lot of sense for the team, and I'd love to play there. He says, great match. 
So, of course, all of Birdland on, I say Twitter, X, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get used to saying X, went crazy as if Elias saw that tweet and was like, okay, let's do it. But my opinion, why not? Why not? He may have a couple loose screws, but lately he seemed to have matured. I only know that from um, tweets and interviews he's put out. He doesn't seem like a, a you know, complete crazy nutbag. You know, he said he's still training and wants a second shot. I don't know if this is Colin Kaepernick situation 2.0, where he's going to start inviting scouts to watch him pitch in his backyard or, or some baseball field, and then he doesn't wind up showing up, all that whole mess. Not saying Bauer's doing that. I'm saying about Colin Kaepernick, that whole shit show. But look, Bauer was a solid pitcher in the league for a long time. 2020 season, he won the NL Cy Young Award after... What did he post a 1.73 ERA across 11 starts, 73 innings pitched? You know, you got the Kyle Bradish injury. That blows giant baloney balls. So anytime a pitcher who has a good track record could come on to help the Orioles, I say, why not? I know he got into a little bit of shit a few years ago, but if I remember, and I know I need to tread lightly here, but from what I read a long time ago, I thought it was like proving it wasn't true. So again, I'm not sitting here saying, yeah, bring on a slime ball piece of shit just because he pitches well. I just remember, and I apologize if I'm wrong, but I remember him it being kind of a, a really dark gray area on what he was accused of. But Kyle Bradish, he's still months away from returning to the mound. But, but, but of course, Bradish, you know, a lot of people got excited. He said, well, the, the, the first week of my throwing program went really well. I mean, what's he going to say? Oh, it sucked. I was in pain. Look, anytime I hear an elbow injury, I automatically think the absolute worst. I mean, why not? It's a pitcher and his elbow. Oh, shit. Looking up that injury, I, I was starting to Google it. It says, apply ice to the elbow daily until the pain and swelling are gone. And it says, after inflammation has decreased, you may begin physical therapy to strengthen the muscles around the elbow to compensate for the torn ligament. Now, it said nowhere about surgery. So I was happy about that. But again, even if, you know, Bauer doesn't come on, I'm, I'm hoping maybe Elias makes another move, but having Corbin Burns and Girod, you know, that's exciting. But man, that is tough news about Kyle Bradish. That sucks. And anytime these injuries happen, I'm always worried when they, you know, whether they're going to come back or I'm sorry, I'm, when they do come back, the pitcher, I'm always worried they're not going to be 100%. You know, that makes me nervous. Or the smallest tweak will cause the pitcher to be out again. That's always my main concern. So Kyle Bradish, God, he just lights out last year. I mean, he was a fucking beast. But now he's got an elbow injury, and I'm always thinking, well, when he comes back, is he... You know, is he going to be 100%? You know, I don't mean to sit here and shit on our happy party the Orioles are starting, but that sucks. Normally, these kind of injuries just don't go away like the common cold. Well, but here comes negative Nate. <laughs> Second episode into 2024. I'm sorry. I just, you know, makes me, makes me a little concerned. So, yeah, to answer the question again about Bauer, yeah, sure, why not? Why not? If Michael Eyes and the boys can figure out something with Bauer to bring him on, why not? More pitches, the better. He's got a great track record. Fuck it. Let's give it a whirl. All right, I want to get to one more email. A gentleman by the name of Kevin. And then I uh, want to discuss some players. And I'm keeping an eye on. Again, want to hear who you guys are keeping an eye on. But some players that I think uh, we all can agree we're looking forward to. Uh, again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. 
All right, Kevin says, hey, Nate, hope you and your family are well. Great to hear a new episode from you. He says, I'm excited for the new ownership group. He says, the bar was set so low by Angelos, so it's going to be hard for it to be worse. That's a great point, Kevin. That bar was set real low with John Angelo, so great point. He says, I hope we see some more free agent spending and extending our own. He says, I see we are the front runner for the 2029 All-Star Game. Well, it's about time, and hopefully we win a World Series before then. Burns is a difference maker and should throw 200 innings, but the Bradish and Means news is troublesome. We usually see eye to eye, but Coke is definitely the better soda, and I'm glad it's returning. And they are partnering, partnering can't say the word, with Lido's, so that's some good stuff. He goes, I look forward to listening to you as the season gets going. Kevin, appreciate the email. Oh, that, that makes me upset. I've lost a lot of friends over the Coke and Pepsi debate. <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, this guy, Kevin, I thought I knew this guy. You know, you think you know somebody, and then you find out they're a Coca-Cola fan. No, I'm a Pepsi fan, so I don't know. But, yeah, Kevin makes a great point. The bar was set real low. So now that he's out of the picture, hopefully, you know, it'd be nice when he's completely out of the picture. Yeah, that bar was set real low. So, again, I agree with Kevin. Let's sign some more free agents. We need to. You can always make the team better. Let's start figuring out now that we've got the big, big money bags coming in. We've got, a, you know, these owners coming in that just want to make these Orioles 10 times better if they can. Start ex- extending some of our own now, right now. Now is the time. You see all the other teams out there doing it. Do it. Of course we didn't see. We had John Angelos as the owner. So one giving the thumbs up or thumbs down of uh, signing checks. And I know I keep bringing it up, but that bullshit comment, we want to be like Tampa Bay. God damn, that pissed me off. And, you know, I know I keep bringing that up, but, you know, just hallelujah, that piece of shit is gone. Hallelujah. But I agree. Burns is a difference maker, Kevin says. Absolutely he is. I mean, not only am I excited that he's pitching, but he's coming in. He's going to be helping out these young pitchers, helping help make those guys better, giving them advice. You got a veteran like Corbin coming in. To help out guys like uh, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, Kyle Bradish. I mean, shit. Not only are we excited about Burns pitching, but, you know, how he's going to help these players. So I appreciate the email, Kevin. And, uh, yeah, he even says it, too, in his email. He's excited about the uh, All-Star game possibly being in Camden Yards 2029. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. And And he says it right. Hopefully we have a World Series before 2029. So when the All-Star game comes in, we'll hear things like, welcome to Orioles Park at Camden Yards, the uh, 2024 and 2025 World Series champs. <laughs> you know, that would be pretty fun. But I, you know, hope if, if that's the case, if it is going to be in Orioles Park at Camden Yards in 2029, I, I better be there. I, I want to do everything I can to be there. That would be an awesome experience to being an all-star game. Hell, even home run derby. Now, I don't know how that works. If if it's two separate tickets, I assume it is. I don't know if it's a package where if you go to the all-star game, you gotta, you're going to the home run derby. Again, I'm assuming it's two completely different events, two tickets. I got to look into that. If someone's hearing right now and they have been there, let me know. But I do, there is a line that I draw of how much money I'm spending on, on these tickets, by the way. I was having a conversation with a friend about, you know, if the Orioles were in the World Series or, or going to see the Ravens in the Super Bowl, the line, I think my line 
just one game. It would, I, I don't know, I, maybe 1200 Wait, what did you say? I mean, even, even that seems like a lot. Because you, you spend that much money, and if you watch the Orioles lose a game and you're walking back to your car, and you, it's like, man, spent $1,200, but I guess you're spending money for the event, for, for, for the environment, for the experience. I don't know. Do you have a line? I'd love to hear from you guys. What is your line? You say, like, anything above 500 forget it. I don't know, 1200 saying it out loud, that is kind of high. I, I don't know. As much as I love the Orioles and as much as I love sports, I, ugh, there's a line. There's nothing like being able to just sit in the living room on your couch, on your recliner, your big screen. Anyway, a player that I'm keeping my eye on, Enrique Bradfield Jr. I know, of course, the uh, 2023 first round draft pick for the Orioles. I know we probably won't see him in 2024 in this season, but hell, you know, why not something like in the playoffs, bring him up, use him as a pinch runner. Kid's going to steal some fucking bases. But, you know, the, dude, the the guy is just fast. Watching highlights of high school, college, high A ball that he's played last year. Like, like he's, he's really fast. <laughs> you know, he wasn't invited to Major League Camp, but he's gotten the chance to play. I think it was three games uh, for the Orioles. The first four games coming in as a pitcher. Uh, Three, no, three of the Orioles' first four games he's played. He came in as a, a pinch runner, taking over late innings in center field. He's looked real good defensively. He's played some great defense. Even uh, Brandon Hyde gave him some props, tilted his hat, tipped his hat, tilted his hat, whatever the fucking saying is. Hyde said he, he's made two or three really great catches, showcasing his speed in the outfield. Hyde says, I heard that he was a plus defender, well, he's been showing that so far. So Brandon Hyde's impressed. And back to how fast this kid is. He clocked a 6.3 60-yard dash in 2019 prior to his senior year of high school. In college baseball, he went 46 for 46 in steal attempts during his sophomore season. In high A, he stole 25 bases in 25 games, hitting 291 with 26 walks. Now, of course, Bradfield is perfectly aware he can't just be successful on, on speed. You know, he even said in an interview with MLB.com last week, he says, look, I don't want to be just another Jorge Mateo out there on the field. No, I'm kidding. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> That'd be some shit. Yeah, you're really fast. Yeah, well, I don't want to be another Jorge. I don't want to be just known for my speed, you know? <laughs> I would give the kids so much credit. Although, and then probably a minute later, I'd be like, wait a minute, that was pretty fucked up. I don't know. I don't know. By the way, I don't mean to. I'm um, changing subject here, but uh, Jorge Mateo. I, you know, how do you feel about him? Is, is it like are, are you over the Jorge Mateo experiment because the guy's an electric player? But a couple of bats, and again, here we are uh, uh, grading the Orioles on just a couple days of uh, spring training baseball. But I see him at bat, and I'm like, oh god, he just can't get the bat going. Can't lay off that down and away curve. But with all the players coming up and the infields getting crowded, you know, I, I don't know how long we're going to see Jorge. I don't know how long we're going to see Urias. But Bradfield, young kid, he's just going to be getting stronger, faster, smarter. We'll see him. We'll see him in 2025. Look, that'll be perfect timing because Mullins, he's going to be a free agent after that season. The Orioles will need additional center field depth for sure. So that'll be the perfect time if Bradfield continues to be successful the way that he's doing, the way that he's going right now. We'll see Bradfield Jr. 2025. Now, a player that we're not going to have to wait 
till 2025 to see. That's Jackson Holiday, obviously. I mean, a guy should be on the team on the roster opening day, and that's a big conversation around Birdland. And not just Birdland, all over baseball. Will Jackson Holiday start the year with the Orioles, and how good will he be? Look, in the last couple days, Holiday batting single, double, triple. He's ready, and you fucking know it, Elias. Now, some people say, hey, Holiday has only played in, what, just 18 games at AAA last year? I say, so what? If he's as good as the scouts are saying and some media talking heads out there are saying he's the best they've ever seen ready for the big leagues, especially at the age of 19 and 20, then who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? He's only played 18 games at AAA. His games in AAA, tides, were the worst at any level, though, is what the conversation is. So what? So what? Overall, in the minors last year, he hit 323, 442 OBP, 499 slugging. He walked 101 times in 125 games. He hit 12 home runs and 30 doubles. He's ready. His defense is ready for the big leagues. All right, let's play devil's advocate. It is a a completely different planet when you suddenly face major league pitchers. I know that. But again, all that means is that Holiday will just have to work on it. Which sounds like he's such a damn good ball player, he'll have no problem doing that. Bottom line is, the kid is a fucking ridiculous ball player that he should be on that team opening day. There's no way this kid would hurt this team by being on the Orioles. Now, if you you read fan graphs, which I could give a shit about them, but their projection for Holiday is 255, 341 OBP, and 381 slugging. But but again, who gives a fuck about fan graphs? They still have the Orioles 15% winning the division. They have them 50% making the playoffs and 2% chance of winning the World Series. But guess who they have winning the division? That's right, the Yankees. Go fuck yourself. And then they have the Rays and the Orioles. At least they got the Red Sox at the bottom. Oh, boy. But Jackson Holiday, I mean, look, the, the conversation shouldn't be if he's going to you know, play 2020. Well, we know he's going to play in 2024, but it shouldn't be will he be on the opening day roster? Will he be playing opening day? It should be, hey, I wonder how well he's going to do opening day for fuck sake. Get him up here. Now, Kobe Mayo, another guy. He's been in conversations of how well he's doing. Second straight year reporting to the Orioles Major League camp. He put up some solid stats in the Grapefruit League. Posted a 126 OPS with 17 home runs in 78 games for AA Bowie. Then he went to AAA. He kept putting up solid numbers. 905 OPS with 12 homers. He hit a double that day. Or what was it? Um, what was that? Was that Thursday? Mayo hit a double. 110 off the bat. <laughs> Almost punched a hole through the left field wall. Everybody was like, damn. The scouts, everybody that was there taking video. I don't think it was on TV. I mean, I, luckily, with an app that I have, I can watch any game anytime. So I can watch all the spring training games as long as they're televised somewhere. If they're on television somewhere, I'm going to watch it. I can see it. It's a great app. But these players that we're watching and that we're hearing about talking about now in the future, holy shit. Talk about excitement. I mean, like uh, what Robbie say, he said, look, every year he's excited, but it's just something about this year. It gives you chills. You're ready. 
for 2024 Orioles baseball. Uh, I want to know how excited you are. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Anything on your mind, but hey, how are you feeling? Are you going to opening day this year? I'll be there. I'll be at opening day. I might go over and see uh, Paulie D <laughs> from the Jersey Shore. Back in, uh, what was that, 2008? to I think it was what, 2014. I think the show's still on. I'm talking about Jersey Shore. My wife, I got to say it. My wife and I, we used to love that show. We used to watch it all the time. I think we actually put it, it was, uh, it's on some app, the old episodes of Jersey Shore. <laughs> we were watching it. But who'll be down there? You're going to line up, get your picture taken with old Pauly D? Oh, boy. But, yeah, a lot going on with uh, opening day. I will be there. I was there. Uh, I pretty much make it there every other year that I can. I was there last year as well. Um, I got to be prepared this time with the weather. For some reason, last year, I thought it was going to be a warm day. T-shirt, shorts. I was for reason. You just keep trying to drink those beers. Maybe each beer you think, maybe I'll get warmer. All right, maybe this beer will get warmer. But my God, it did not warm up that day. So I think I'm going to be prepared. <laughs> Try to wear some warmer stuff. So, you know, be prepared too, because if it's too warm, I can take some shit off. Be just right. Just comfortable. But um, speaking of uh, clothes. <laughs> Uh, I just got to bring this up for a second. It's just so stupid. Nike has uh, uh, jumped in the picture now. They uh, uh, and manufactured by I think it was designed by Nike and manufactured by Fanatics. But I, I don't know what's going on. I guess they were trying to make uh, you know like a stretch material, breathable, lightweight New Jersey. These pants for the, uh, <laughs> the players. They're completely see through. It's fucking asinine. So I guess a lot of these guys out there who are really packing some artillery, maybe they're like, yeah, it's my time to shine. I'm not wearing any underwear. Time for the world to see what I'm packing. But I don't know if you saw that. It's just ridiculous. These players are walking around, and you can clearly see through their pants. I don't know. Again, I guess they were trying to make uh, because of summertime and, and players complaining, hey, if or I think they reached out for suggestions, and, and players are like, you know, we want this material to be cooler. Because in those 100-degree 100 100 degree games, it sucks. So I get it. But somewhere in the design, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if they had someone model it. Said, hey, try these on. Would you walk down, walk back, do a little spin? I don't know. Because these players, it, it, it really is fucking ridiculous. So I don't know if they're going to, what they're going to do. It's pretty funny. It sounds like there's going to be two shows in one. hey oh. You go watching baseball. But anyway, folks, always want to hear from you. It's exciting. We've got a lot of fun shit coming up to talk about even before the season starts. Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I always say it anything on your mind. Till next time. See you.